Coming to you live from Memorial Stadium, it's Sports Nightly. All the Huskers, all the time. Sports Nightly is presented to you by the NDOT Highway Safety Office, who remind you to buckle up and put the phone down. Now Minnesota outside, roll shot, Walker blocked back, and it drops. Another block by the Big Red. Berg and Riley, Becca, Alec, Nebraska, piling those babies up. Fury and White stopping at the foul line after Jazz Shelley, unguarded three, you! Betcha! Jazz Shelley with a Central Valley egg three to start the third. Mm, against Lawrence on the other end, lays it up. Shot blocked by Williams, into the hands of Lawrence. The baseball pass and the jab, the jambola by Gary on the other end. What a block by Bryce Williams to get that one started. Juwan Gary cherry-picking after the badly missed three. Served by Laney. Bad pass, and that's a nice. They did it. Conference champions all by themselves. And the players dogpile. Oh, look at that emotion released. That's a happy bunch of Oscars and so deserving. Here are your hosts. Greg Sharp and Jessica Cootie on the Huskers Radio Network. Here we are, but not for long tonight. We've got Husker women's basketball from PBA coming up at the top of the hour. Bottom of the hour, we'll hand it off to Matt Cotney and Jeff Grease as they get set to take on Florida Atlantic. Huskers stand at 4-2 and two after their first six games. Well, the head football coach did meet with the media earlier today. There was some news. He did announce, Jessica, that Blaze Gunnerson is going to retire from football. And the same thing for Ty Hawn, two young guys that could come back, but they opted not to. And then later in the afternoon, Nick Henrich did post on social media that he is hanging the cleats up as well. My heart goes out for Nick because he has just had a beat-up body the last couple of years. Yeah, I just, just hate the, the way that it ended for him. But he's – and it's a grind. I totally understand it, you know – I didn't ha- have even half of what was on the line for him, but just the the rehab process of coming back from the knee injury, it is, it's a long, tough, lonely grind. And so, you know, he fought back, he got back. I'm just glad he almost made it an entire season. You know, he ha- he played a lot of football this season and it was the second to last game that he goes down and it ends. But, you know, he's just, it's it's hard on the body and you, you throw in the extra COVID year. It's just not an easy easy task to take on uh, yet again for another for an older guy that's really just boy he he laid his his heart out there every single you never had to question what kind of effort Nick Henrich was going to bring every time he stepped on a football field so he he laid it all out there every time and that just takes a toll but I bet he gets into coaching he might yeah I think he'd be a great coach just seeing how he is on the sideline and how he what he sees and, and those linebackers obviously have great minds and visions for it so I wouldn't be surprised if he's a if he's a coach and even maybe here who Could knows be. we'll see Could, maybe maybe he'll, maybe they'll find him a graduate assistant spot or something on the staff but Blaze Gunnerson's kind of the same thing he's just fought injuries the last couple of years as well and I think you just get to the point where you're you're tired of rehab you're just yeah. tired of your body feeling bad and having to come back from all those things so that's the little bit of news he coach did say to this point, nobody has entered the portal from the Nebraska standpoint. He has not finished up all the meetings with the team, but nobody yet. I think that probably changes as we inch closer to Monday, which is the official opening of the portal. But the coach did address a lot of different topics. We're going to start with the quarterback situation. And the question was, do you hit the portal to address the quarterback spot? Um, I think that I think that the, the portal for me is uh, I either want to – if we go to the portal, I either want to get someone with multiple at any position, someone with multiple years, 
I think is on caliber with the guys that we have or someone who's an uh, instant impact upgrade, you know, like someone who can make a difference. Um, Make no mistake that a, a good quarterback of the portal costs you know a million to a million five to two million dollars right now. So just 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 on the same page, right? So um, <laughs> let's make sure we all understand what's happening. So um, um, you know, there's some teams that have six six or seven million dollar players playing for them. So um, you know, we're 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 uh, we just kind of believe in we just kind of believe in doing things like the old school way, the hard way, building. But that doesn't mean we won't look at people in the portal. It I mean, it's just we did it last year, right? It just means um, they have to be clearly an impact player for us if they're like a one-year player, or they have to be someone that has multiple years to get in our program and develop. So, um, you know, when I go back and look at our quarterbacks this year, obviously, you know, everyone can look at the, the negatives, the turnovers and all those things. I also see a lot of positives. I saw a lot of positives in the way that Chubba played. I, I say to myself, if Chubba had – if Chubba had um, played more throughout the course of the year, would he be further along, right? For whatever, and for whatever reasons he didn't, right? You know, he got banged up and all those different things. Like, I think, I think Chubba has a high ceiling. When I look at Heinrich, I mean, Heinrich wasn't even in quarterback meetings last year. He wasn't even allowed to go to the meetings. So, like, I'm really proud of him. And um, I just think with further development, those guys have two years left. I think they're going to be good players. And so um, – you know, but I'm not, that's, I'm not stupid. It doesn't mean that I'm not looking for everything. I'm, I'm just, you know, trying to be very diligent about the process and um, making sure that, you know, we, th we always think long term um, unless someone's like a huge impact player. It's crazy. A million dollars now for, for those top tier quarterbacks wow. in the portal. But uh, it sounds like to me that they liked what they saw to Chuba and, um, you know, I certainly going to be fascinating. That's going to be one of the big storylines over these next couple of weeks is to see if quarterbacks here go to the portal, what they do with the portal, all that. And, and there's a quarterback coming in in the signing class. But, you know, certainly you got to keep your mind open there and, and address some of that. But uh, it's going to be fascinating to follow that. He didn't mention Jeff. He got asked about Jeff later. He talked about what an amazing person Jeff is, uh, but kind of the indication was that his days here probably are over. I think that's why he didn't mention him in those. So he didn't come out and say that he's done as a Cornhusker, but you kind of got that sense. How about the staff? He was asked, do you envision this staff staying intact the way it is going into next year? I'm not ready to talk about that yet. I'm not, I'm not there yet. Um, you know, when I hired Sat, the goal was to have a quarterback coach and have Sat coach the tight ends. It didn't work out. Um, you know, I think in the first year at, at a place like this, you get pulled in a lot of directions. And um, um, whereas some people think some of our coaches do a bad job, sometimes I think they did a great job. You know, um, you're Ter I think Terrence is a great young coach, but, like, I can coach. Let me be the D-line coach, coach Nash and Ty and Jamari. Like, those guys are grown and they played a lot of football, you know. So um, I think a lot of our coaches did, did some of their best coaching jobs of the year, um, best coaching jobs. Um, with that being said, with that being said, the process that we talked about with Sam, like I'm, I'm going to go through that process and every year I'll do that um, and just figure out, especially now as, as the rules have changed a little bit and you can have analysts and now we hope that the FOC will pass, that analysts can coach a position. I think it gives you some flexibility to bring in some experienced coaches to help and maybe they can't help on game day, but they can help throughout the year. I, I don't even know why there's even a rule against it. Like what's wrong with having people that want to help young people? I mean, so, um, there's a lot of things in flux, you know, obviously, you know, because Tony's name's been thrown around a bunch. There's a lot of things like, you know, so instead of like, 
why why rush? Just 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 wait and see what's right, you know. And um, part of that's having great conversations with the assistant coaches, which I did yesterday with some of them, you know. Just hey, what went right? What went wrong? And then just being really meticulous and making a really smart decision. So there's his comments about the staff. I think that that's still a moving target. I think that's fluid, and he kind of indicated that at at the end there. Folks, seatbelt use saves lives, prevents injuries. Nearly 15,000 lives saved per year. Buckle up this message from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. That was the story of the 2023 Huskers. Nebraska ended the year minus 17 in the turnover margin. The coach was asked, how do you address start addressing that here in the offseason? All right, and it's really like one of the, one of the questions that like I have to like really ponder because even even through the course of the year, like I'd ask like I'd ask Coach Brown like, what am I doing wrong, Coach? Like, what are we doing wrong? Because I've never had this before. Um, and I would just I would put, probably put it into two categories, you know, because the easy thing is like the coaches will say like, well, you know, if you if you fumble the ball, you're not playing. Well, we really didn't outside of the quarterbacks, we really didn't fumble the ball too many times. I mean, like that wasn't about this an appropriate ratio, right? Like it was really the quarterbacks and the quarterback play. And so like the first thing, you know, well, get a new quarterback, get a new quarterback coach. I don't, I don't always think that that's necessarily right either. I mean, it might be right. I like to look through it and see it. I think um, I think making the protection better. I think making the run game better. I think maybe simplifying a little bit of what we do now that we kind of know you, you, you can't I, I can't explain enough like after you go through a year and you've seen the league and you've seen the conditions you play in like you're sitting here and you're like man okay now I know exactly how to attack this. It's, it stinks that you know it kind of takes you a year but um, and again we tried to do it during the course of the year. Um, I'd love to have a year where we don't where we only play one quarterback where we don't start three quarterbacks right like that's a recipe for that's a recipe for not being successful. Um, so I just think it's a lot, a lot of little things. But to, to your point, how we carry the football and hold the football will be at the, key, the, the center point of everything that we do. Like when I look back sometimes, like at Temple, like back when we were just a young group of coaches that, you know, like every, every conditioning period, the offensive guys ran with the footballs. And as over time, as the sports science guys have been like, well, they need to do this and this, maybe we don't do that. I'm probably going to be a little more old school and carry the football. You know, I'm probably going to do some of those things. But I think the biggest thing we can do is in every way, whether it's the routes that we run, the wideouts that we play with, the protection that we do, the run game is make sure that everything is bent on having our quarterbacks be the most successful that they can be. That's a, uh, that, that, that'll, that'll fall on me. That'll be my job. And um, I'm excited to do it. You know, I think I've talked about this last night on the show, but there's no denying Anthony Grant improved in that area. You know, he had dropped, a, uh, lost a few. And even they had talked about that even in practice, you know, that he's got to take care of the football. And he improved. Mm-hmm. And they had to have him towards the later part of the season when with all the injuries. And Emmett Johnson had the one fumble at Illinois where it was kind of a situation he probably hadn't been in much, probably hadn't practiced much, and he didn't. He took care of the football too. So I, I think you could look to the running backs and see that as a positive. They held on to it. It was it was the quarterbacks that were the issue. And, and, and as he talked about too, a lot of it just guys going in and out, not – it, it was just kind of it was crazy to think about now that we sit here and, and we're reflecting on the season, just everything that that offense went through with the injuries and the guys that were in and out. And then just the three different quarterbacks, just not not ideal, probably for some of those guys that haven't had a lot of experience. But I certainly think you can point to the running backs and say that was a positive and, and how they took care of the football. All right. Our last clip from today, it's we're, we're 12 months in the staff. Coach Rural has been here for one year, one full year. He's been through Husker football the fishbowl that it can be with all the attention that this program gets in this state. 
dealing with the Big Ten, dealing with the weather that, that affects football in the upper Midwest, all those type of things. Here was his look back at the year and what he learned. Yeah, I don't see I don't see very much of the coverage, you know, like every once in a while my daughter, my, my, my youngest daughter will say like, Dad, there's a whole bunch of stuff on YouTube about you. And I'm like, oh, honey, don't listen to that, please. You know, um, I think it's great. I really do. I think it's great. I, I, um, I've never walked down the street or gone somewhere and seen someone have someone be rude to me. Um, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to be my I'm going to be a father. I'm going to be a coach. If anyone's mad at, at, at us with as hard as we work, then and so be it. Like, we're, work, we're, we're doing everything we can to get this moved in the right direction. And if anyone thinks that this is a one-year deal, then, God, you know, God bless them. Like, this is, a, this, is a, this is a build. Like, this is a complete and total build. Not, I'm not saying rebuild. I'm just saying we've got to build this thing the right way and build the program. So I'm proud of what we've done. I'm proud of the work that all the coaches and players have put in. Um, I think it's awesome that there's this much coverage. I think it's awesome. But, you know, at your darkest moments, like, you know, you're sitting there after that last game and, I, again, I wake up the next day and I'm just crushed for those seniors. And, you know, you get a text from Eric Crouch. You get a text from guys. When you kind of go past, like, the, hey, I'm saying something because it's on TV and you really get to people who, you know, even, you know, when you really just get to what people really think. But, yeah, you might be like, how the heck do we have this many turnovers, Coach? But I think there's a lot of people that um, – a lot of people that, that value the way we're trying to do it and do it kind of the old school way. When I'm sitting there at practice before the last game and I've got, you know – Coach Darlington, Coach Solich, and, and Coach uh, Osborne all at practice. I think we're doing it the right way. So um, I think the, the amount of people that care, I, I think the fans are awesome. I think the support is awesome. I think, I think everything about it is great. It's what we signed up for. Um, so, you know, I, uh, I couldn't be happier having been here, having come here. It's been a great year for me. Um, but I am, I am on year two. And, um, you know, I said after the Colorado game, you know, we were 0-2, I said, this is kind of what you get when you hire me, right? You, you're just going to kind of try to do it the right way and not take quick fixes. And so um, uh, I think we, you know, we got to 5-7. and I could not tell you how disappointed I am that we're not in a bowl game. could not tell you how, like, soul-rockingly disappointed I am for our guys. But with that being said, I do believe, like when I was 6-6 six and six at Temple in my second year, that not going to a bowl game ignited a fire within, like, me and the players. And the next year we won 10 games. And, and uh, I'm not making any predictions about next year. I'm just saying we will be a considerably better football team next year than we are this year. You know, and he's maintained that from the start, from the day that he hired. It's going to be a process. And they have to get the things, that, the way that this – Staff works and they've done it before. It just, you have to establish that really, really strong foundation. And I just keep going back to those interviews I did after the game on Friday and how much belief and conviction I saw in those players. And they were hurt, but they just were so excited about what was done this year because they believe that it's going to work and they believe that it's they're going to be better next year because of what they went through this year is as tough as it was at times. They know that they've they've laid something that they can build off of. And I think that will that will ignite them. That will light a fire. And now that they've been through it, too, they kind of know what to expect and how they can also tackle things and get better for it. But certainly um, I, I I believe that they've they did a lot of good things that really will help propel this program in the future. And, and certainly the players feel that way, too. Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer. Acres has solutions for every field. He made that same comment. He says now the players in our program know what to expect. Yeah. They know what to expect in winter conditioning. They know what spring ball is going to be like. They know what the summer is going to be like. So he said, we, we had to teach them all that a year ago. We, we don't have to do that now. 
we got a batch that can. Obviously, we're going to have new players coming into the program, but they can be taught by the guys that have been here. So that's a huge step forward already just 12 months into this. Absolutely. And and just look at the tackling alone and how physical this team was in just even six months' time because they were – you know, for as much as the offense was a work in progress throughout the season, the defense came out, they were solid in, in game one and they got better throughout the season. And so that was all that time leading up to that kickoff. And so think about that too, how much improved the defense was with this staff and, and how well they tackled and how physical they were. I mean, I can only expect even more leaps and bounds now that they have another a full year and then they're going into this knowing what to expect and, and how they even build off of that and get better from it. You know, I know some people may be disappointed that he didn't come out and say we're replacing Coach X or Coach Y or whatever. But like he said, there's no reason to rush this. Some things can take care of themselves. Somebody yeah. may get a job on a different staff or a buddy theirs just became a head coach. And so some of that – I. I think something probably does shift in the next 30 to 45 days. But like he said, there's no rush for that to happen now. Well, and you're also trying to sign a signing class that a lot of these coaches had help recruit. And so you don't want to make jump to decisions and, and make kind of some hurried changes when you've got some of these guys. I mean, we talk about it all the time. A lot of times with nowadays with recruiting, a lot of it is about those relationships that they build with their position coaches. And so, you know, you've got a lot of guys committed to this staff that are signing here in, what, two weeks? And so you, you don't want to make those rash decisions. And the coaching car- carousel is just now really beginning yeah. to turn. So there's going to be some things unfold over the next couple of weeks as well. It's just there's no need to, like, make those really quick decisions right now when – he's still figuring out and processing everything that that needs to happen for this program moving forward. There'll be a lot of moving parts. We'll be here to follow it in the coming weeks because there will be movement within the roster, probably on the staff. That's the way it is in college football anymore, but we'll certainly keep monitoring that. We're just a couple minutes away from handing it off to Matt and Jeff out at PBA. Huskers taking on Florida Atlantic, and I'm sure they're anxious to get back out on the court. You don't like coming off of a loss. The good news in the sport of basketball, you don't have to sit on it too long. They lost on Saturday to TCU, a chance to bounce back tonight. One heck of a second half. I know yes. that they were disappointed. They built the, got themselves in too much of a hole to get back, but 56 points in a, in a half, that's a lot. a lot. They played, they improved, they responded after they got punched in the mouth at halftime, so I think they felt like they did some good things in the second half that they can build off and yeah uh get back on the win column get back on the court i know this team is hungry to do that and the first of a little homestand here for the team they've got two games here at home this week tonight's game and then they play georgia tech saturday afternoon at pba and then another home game next tuesday night as well so a chance to kind of string some wins here together tomorrow night volleyball show hour one jess and i will join you in hour number two we gotta make some picks because tomorrow's our last show of the week we have to pick those championship games I got to give you guys another crack at trying to catch me. I don't think that's going to happen, but there is going to be a battle for second place. And boy, there's, I, I kind of started looking at the matchups. There's some tough, yeah. tough picks in the championship game. So it'll be interesting to see how everybody goes this week. I'll be anxious to see who picks Iowa to win the Big Ten championship <laughs> game. Searles, the big dog. The big dog. Hey, you could win a 2024 Porsche making from Porsche Omaha this season. Four lucky Husker fans are going to have a chance to win a 2024 Porsche if they make a full court putt at halftime of one of our four home men's basketball games during the season. For more information and to get your official rules and to register, go to huskers.com slash putt. That does it. Short show for us tonight. Husker basketball coming up from PBA. Matt Cotney, Jeff Creech, straight ahead with a call. Have a great night.